if you want more kindness in the world, then you should spread more kindness than you may possibly receive. If you want more confidence in the world, you should display more confidence than you may, may receive from others. And ask for help. Asking for help is huge. And it does not make you lesser than, it actually makes you a stronger person to know when to lean on someone or when to ask for that support. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. Today's episode of Health in the Real World is sponsored by Muscle Connect Fitness. MCF is Kayla Vangel's company. She's our special guest today. MCF is now accepting new clients in the new year. And if you're committed to building strength and looking for a fitness support system, then definitely message Muscle Connect Fitness now for your free consultation with Kayla. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm joined today with Kayla Vangel. Kayla, how are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. How are you? Good, good. I'm doing really well. Thank you for joining me today. You're a personal trainer. Can you give us a little bit of background as far as who you are and, and kind of your typical client who you help? Sure. Um, I'm originally from Southern California, but I moved up to the Northern California in 2010. Uh, after I graduated from SF State, I went into the workforce, but decided that my passion was in fitness. So uh, 2017, I started it, got my CPT 2018, and after that, I focused on strength training, group fitness, and most of my clientele are women, uh, professional women who are trying to, who are committed to trying to get stronger um, and build more confidence in the gym all around. Nice. What, uh, what does a typical person come to you with? Like they say, hey, I need help with XYZ. What is XYZ? Oh, yeah. Uh, I get a lot of, I've been doing cardio every day for the past three years and I see no changes and I fall off my fat diet. It doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get a lot of women who need to be um, gently educated about what is real and what's not real from, you know, the myths of women training. Uh, so I get a lot of, you know, oh, I spin three times a week and then I do a hit five times a week. And mm. then, you know, sometimes I work out for three hours I'm on the treadmill for three hours, but I just don't see any changes or right. my 1200 calorie diet a day isn't working. And I'm like, yeah, oh, that sounds about right. Right. Do you <laughs> so, get the myth? Like, do a lot of people, you know, you train with a lot of women, do a lot of women that you work with still think that like, oh, if I lift weights, I'm going to get huge. I'm going to get this big, you know, no neck. My traps are going to be enormous. And things yes. like that right the first time I ever had a client pick up a 15 pound dumbbell they're like oh no I can't do weights because my husband doesn't want me to get too big <laughs> and I was like oh yeah. okay well so we laugh about I it because we know that's a myth um in your own words dispel that myth like why is that hogwash? yeah uh we women don't have the necessary testosterone level testosterone levels in our bodies as men do to get that big bulky look and even when you see like Mr. Universe or, um, you know, those bikini competitions, there's a lot of PEDs involved yeah. in that aesthetic look. So yes. to get there, it is a whole process of um, artificial 
things that we're putting in our bodies uh, yeah. to get that big. Yeah. But women, yeah. women typically when they do weights, it's the opposite effect. You actually lean sure. down, you get tighter, you get that tone, sexy look that they're looking for. Yeah, you definitely do. And, the, and what I say is if, you know, if you're a woman and you want to look like you do cardio all day, lift weights, it looks better, right? Then exactly. you, get lean. You, you may actually, and what a lot of people, uh, what happens to a lot of people, male and female, is you actually get, you actually may gain some weight, but you get leaner. Like you said, your pants fit better and everything because muscle is much more dense than fat, right? And I also tell people like, I'm, I'm 6'1", I'm about 190 pounds maybe. And I ask my female clients, I go, do, you, do I look bulky? Like, do I look overly developed? They go, oh, no, no, no. You look just lean and just like average, you know, you look like strong. I say, okay, I lift weights three days a week and I have been for 25 years and I'm a male. You have nothing to worry about. You're going to be just fine, right? Exactly. I constantly have to fight against um, a lot of false information on Instagram and YouTube and all these other places, like all these influencers, they're actually damaging a lot of what we do in the gym because these people show just like cardio days or they say, oh, I only eat 1200 calories a day and do a bunch of cardio and you can look like me when it's not factual. Also, you don't see what they do behind the scenes. They're just trying to sell you this um, very basic and very wrong program that's not specific to what any one person needs to do. Maybe it works for that person. That doesn't mean it's going to work for any one of my clients or your clients. It needs so to be you, specific. So then what do you, what do you espouse? Are you like a full body each time you lift or you do, do, a, do, you do splits? Like, what do you, I know it depends. Personally on or for my clients? <laughs> uh, let's do both. Let's start with you. And then we'll okay. answer. Uh, I split. I do, but I, I do a lot of heavier lifting. Um, I'm, my goals are very different from some of my clients. A lot of my clients are trying to lose weight. I'm actually trying to um, build muscle and gain a little bit of weight. So I split mine. I do my push and pull days on different days. I do cardio in between, but I don't do like hours and hours of it. Um, I only do about twice a week. And then I also put in the accessory muscles, like your, you know, biceps, your triceps and shoulders, calves, uh, calves as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what about, what about for your clients? So, so I'm guessing that you probably do more full body training for a lot of them. Cause especially if they're like a beginner, right? Correct. It's a lot of teaching proper forms as well. So if they are going to trust me and my programming and my, my weightlifting, prescription. Uh, we have to go over a lot of the, the lifts. The hinge is also the hardest one to teach. Um, people, you know, bend over, but they bend over incorrectly. Mm -hmm. They use a lot of their low back and it's, it's a lot of gentle coaching because a lot of women have never deadlifted before. Right. I mean, of course we deadlift every day, right? We bend down, pick up something, but to do it properly and with weight to create that resistance training, teaching the hinge, um, is one of the longest journeys. So in the full body, I tried to disguise it as something very simple. <laughs> I also like to make my training very fun and very, you know, functional for in the real world. So say, you know, I have a new mom who needs to carry her baby in one arm and then a diaper bag in the other. So I, I train, you know, single, single arm stuff, single leg stuff, um, transverse plane, because, you know, mom is going left, right, center, because <laughs> that kid is going everywhere. So yeah. That's the best, um, especially for like, like what you're talking about, you're juggling a baby, uh, you know, babies when they're born, they're like eight to 10 pounds, and then they grow fast. So mm -hmm. that that woman who you, you said you had her lifting a 15 pounder, and she said, Oh, no, I don't lift weights, because my husband doesn't want me to get big. 
Well, yeah. if you've ever lifted a baby, most likely that baby's going to be 15, 20 pounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's great, though, because, so. you know, a lot of people throw out their backs, you know, bending over to pick up a quarter off the floor. Or uh, right. I heard recently that the number one cause of rotator cuff injury is actually you're driving and you reach in your back, back seat and you just like, you didn't lift anything, but it's just that twist, right? Mm-hmm. So that's good that, you know, uh, you are training for multiple planes of motion and, and real world stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, so you're on, it's, the, um, you're on the right podcast, Health in the Real World. Oh, so. thank you. <laughs> I know. I was very fascinated and it was, it's very true because I tell people all the time that whatever we do in the gym is applicable in the real world. Yes. Um, so when we're doing lifts, I tell them like, imagine your kid is on the floor and you need to pick them up, but you don't want to throw your back out because then you can't take care of your child. Exactly. So we need to do it properly. And that kid is going to be squirming. So we need to make sure we have a very strong core and very strong legs to lift that child. Yeah. Um, also, women have a lot of stressors in life, not just being a mom, but you know, a lot of them are working moms and coming to the gym is kind of like their, their therapy of the day or just a Definitely. chance to be them and have fun with me and just, you know, ease the stress of everyday life. Yeah, I, that's huge. That's huge. Especially, uh, well, I, I would, I think working out before you go to work or after you come from work, either one is fine. It's just whatever works for your schedule, right? It's right. great. Uh, so Kayla, is there a time in your life, you know, I, actually, let me backtrack a little bit. Let me set this up as trainers. I don't know if you get this, but I get this a lot. Like, oh, easy for you. You know, you were blessed with whatever. And again, I've been lifting weights for decades and it takes time. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was very underweight. When I was in college, I was very overweight. I've been through the whole gamut. So I think it's easy for people to look at trainers and say, oh, well, you're, you're just different somehow. Uh, I like to show that we're not actually different. We're just like everybody else. So is there a time in your life where you had to overcome maybe being out of shape or any mountain that you had to climb in your past? Yeah. Um, when I was, when I was younger, I was actually anorexic. Um, and I used to hear all the time, people would be like, oh, that must be, you know, great for you. You can stay skinny all the time. And then we see how damaging that is now to perpetuate such a terrible culture. Um, But after I overcame that, I kind of went the other way. (laughs) I got a little too big. Um, What they like to call happy weight when I was in my relationship. So I gained a little bit of happy weight. (laughs) Happy weight, yep. Fat and happy. Yeah, exactly. I was fat and happy. Um, It's, but he was a personal trainer. And uh, he told me all the time that, you know, he's like, I love you no matter what you look like, but if you want to get healthy, if you don't feel good in your body, then I can definitely help out with that. Right. And this is before I became a personal trainer. So having that influence and that support was huge for me. And that, that is what I try to bring to my clients. I try to be their support system if they don't have one or if they've never had one or if they've never been to the gym. I, and I show them my pictures. I'm very open with, you know, I show them like when I was very anorexic and just like skin and bones and then I saw and I showed them you know when I went the other way and I got a little bigger and then I and it was years like from start to where I am now and I show them the progression and because I don't want them to think that I I have this expectation that they should get everything right away it's not it's a journey and fitness is a way of life we do it every day we just don't realize it until we're in the gym when we start to put heavier pressures on ourselves heavier weights right what, what you just said a minute ago about uh who is it your boyfriend husband partner yeah um in the past said like hey i love you the way you are 
Um, and if you decide that you want to make a change, I'm here for you. I think that saying it in that type of way, I think is very beneficial. I think that's very powerful because, um, you know, it really has nothing to do with him. It's all you, right? So like if I see somebody on the street who weighs a hundred pounds more than maybe they should, uh, you know, it does, doesn't hurt me left or right, doesn't matter, right? But I know, and we both know that that's not healthy for them. And we also know that that person, we can't do anything for them until they're ready to do it themselves. So that's great, exactly. you know, offering that type of support and being there for you. And when you were ready, you, you did it. And now you're a trainer yourself, which is awesome. Yeah, I think that was uh, really what sparked the fire because I've always enjoyed fitness, but knowing that, because I, I, was, I was under the spell of all that misinformation too when I was younger. I right. thought I had to do hours of cardio and that, that I needed to be skinny to be loved. And then, you know, meeting such a wonderful partner and knowing that whatever shape I was, right. he loved who I was and awesome. he was there to help me become the best version that I wanted to be for myself, not for them. Very cool. Yeah, that's that that kind of unconditional love is what I think everybody needs. It's like, hey, this your fitness does not play into our relationship at all. It's that's between you and you. That's awesome. What so Kayla, what do you tell somebody who maybe let's say you've been working with them for I don't know, let's say six months and they've achieved some level of success, but then they just they just fall off the wagon, right? We've heard that saying, and they just don't want to do it anymore. What do you what do you tell that person? It's a tough, it's a tough conversation. Um, usually when I dig really deep into why they are feeling that way, um, a lot of it is self-doubt or something happened in their personal life that just exploded them. It just came out of nowhere and they just can't possibly think about taking care of themselves at that time. Or they they reached their goal and they didn't they didn't think past it. They didn't think, you know, oh, there, there's a maintaining portion of this. Um, I, I usually tell them like, you know, I'm going to get you to the maintenance stage and then, you know, we'll discuss how you can keep yourself going. But there is the uncomfortable conversation when somebody comes up and they're just, they're tired or, you know, the, or the expense or just the time away. Um, I, I dig deep into them. I say, you know, what's going on? Tell me what, what's happening inside here. Yeah. And let's, let's really figure out what's going on. And typically it's just because of self-doubt or lack of confidence or somebody, you know, said some really offhand comment that just really deteriorated their mental state. Like, oh, we've been working out for six months and I hardly see a change. This is Ooh. a real life. Right. Yeah, this is a real life. This is a real life scenario here. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Their partner said that they were wasting their money because they didn't see too much of a change. They said, oh, it's been, you know, six months, eight months. And I only see like maybe a little bit of difference. And I had them come to me and they're like, oh my gosh, uh, this isn't working anymore. Like I stopped changing. I stopped, I don't see a difference. I don't feel good. And then when I finally dove in, I saw that someone said something to derail them. And I Ooh. had to, I had to bring out all the statistics, all the progress that they had made, that she had made over the course of that. It was like about eight and a half months. Um, her clothes fit better. She was Ooh. sleeping better. Her diet was better. She was just eating healthier. Um, she wasn't, she had more energy to play with her kids, but she lost, she lost sight of that. And right. when I just kind of, you know, refocused her, I was like, I will do whatever you, whatever you say you need, but I want you to know how far you have come and we can keep this progress going. 
And of course your partner probably doesn't see a huge difference because they see you every day. Exactly. It's exactly. very different because <laughs> they, they don't, they don't see the increments every day. Say if they hadn't seen each other for eight months, if you'd come back, they would have been like, wow, you look so different. But oh, if they see them huge. every day, yeah. exactly. it would have been huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hundred percent right. Uh, yeah. I think people don't realize what kind of spells we can cast on each other by just saying a little comment that you probably didn't even think anything of it. Just like, ah, oh, I don't notice much of a change. And, that really stuck with her and almost derailed her. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's something that I've been trying to address because yes, we've come very far with um, you know, women's rights and, and trying to be equal with everybody or just you know, having the same opportunities and, and being kinder to one another, but there are still stigmas and there are still myths out there and there's still that expectation that women should be you know, tiny and dainty or smaller or whatever. Um, or, you know, you pick up a weight, you're going to become She-Hulk <laughs> or something. Right, right, so, right. Uh, so I, I, I'm trying my best to teach my clients and to show them that that's not the case and that they have every right to be in the gym, in the weight section, where all the dumbbells are, where all the heavy weights are, yep. just as much as any guy. Yep. If not more so, because studies have shown that women benefit way more from resistance or strength training. Um, because we are more susceptible to osteoporosis or right. brittle bones, hollow bones. So when we get older, we are more likely to break a hip and not recover from it or break a bone or not be as independent or mobile in our later years. So uh, my goal is to get all of my ladies nice and strong, whatever that may look like to them. So that way they can avoid that in the future and to be as independent and mobile for as long as possible and then to enjoy life as long as possible yeah absolutely and and just from a male's perspective one male uh the the kind of artificial you know oh, women should be very skinny like the the runway models right they're like the women are like five foot ten 110 pounds right it's ridiculous um if you're that size and you're healthy cool but if you're starving yourself to get there and eh, that's not so cool uh they are playing to i think what women think that men want or other women or partners or friends or whoever's judging them right because i'll tell you this i don't know a single man out of any guy that i've ever met who is is like super attractive to the ridiculously skinny looking woman you know, they say strong is the new skinny. Well, I don't, I think strong has always been the new skinny because honestly, I, I don't know a single man who wants their woman to be that, that stick figure walking down the runway. So as much as, the, you know, the magazines and everything is kind of objectifying women, I think they're also objectifying men and what they think men want and putting these anorexic looking women in those runways. Now we could go, we could do a whole series of podcasts on that, but <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just whoever started the culture of it, it needs to stop yeah, because it's, it's putting a lot of women like myself in danger. I was very unhealthy when I was anorexic and I was trying to look like, you know, the next runway model, sure. even though I'm five, four, <laughs> I'm very short, not five ten. And I was barely 105 pounds at the time. And I was, and I was putting myself in a lot of danger. Um, and from just from my perspective or from my experience going through school, it was all the men that were putting the pressure on me that I was, mm. uh, I looked too athletic or I, oh, okay. 
Yeah. So yeah, it's not every man is like that. I mean, I found a very good one. So I know not all men are like that. (laughs) And And yeah, so it's just, but being a woman growing up in that culture, whoever started it or however it became about, it's, it's very detrimental, but it's also very unhealthy and unsafe. So that's why I really wanted to, to be a personal trainer. And I really wanted to champion for my fellow females to let them know it's like, you don't have to think of that way as yourself. You don't have to be skinny. You don't have to starve yourself to feel comfortable in your skin or to feel desired or just to feel strong in your own body or independent. Um, right. It looks very different for everybody. So yeah. It definitely does. There's also a very fine line, right? Like I'm a big fan of just the concept of balance and like not too far this way, not too far that way, kind of the middle path. And I think there's like, me too. there's this, there's this fine line, right? Cause like occasionally I'll ask somebody like, Hey, is there like a, is there somebody that you want to emulate? Right? Like, is there somebody whose body type you want to emulate? Um, But then if we go too far, you know, we go too far that direction and we're just playing copycat off of everybody in society, right? We don't know necessarily if that's like some, if that's a healthy goal to try to attain, or if that's unrealistic, or if that person did something, whether it's artificially made themselves smaller or artificially made themselves bigger with the performance enhancements, like you're talking about with, you know, a lot of male bodybuilder, female too, you know, they just yeah super huge. Um, and, and I think it's like, it's a very individual thing, right? And when we get this, we get inundated with multiple thousands and thousands and thousands of messages of this is what you should want. I think that's just, that's trouble. And I agree with you hundred percent like that, the myth, you know, everything, it needs to stop. I mean, like, you know, women, um, older women, like you said, needing to do resistance training to develop bone density, to prevent falls is absolutely imperative. And sacrificing that just because you want to look like some magazine model, slippery slope, right? Yeah. So it's, it's trying to shift their, their focus on, on functional or everyday real life fitness instead of just this like super Photoshop cover girl Yeah. and, and digging deep into their, their psyche of like, why do you want to be stronger? Why do you want to look this way? Or why do you want to be this way and not who you are? Um, it's, it's becoming much more imperative in my opinion for a trainer to create that relationship with their client because they need to really dig deep into their why Um, because if they're just trying to get in there looking skinny it's like okay well that you know that could not that could not be a healthy goal but to have that rapport with them and to help support them in every way that you possibly can to make them feel good and have them emulate that through their body yeah well said um Kayla I want to go big picture now so like you know life goals and motivation and and just life in general um let's say you were hired by either a corporation to give like a keynote speech or maybe a university to give a commencement speech like a, a one to two minute motivational speech as far as how you think they can get the most out of their lives and you can weave health and fitness into it but um but we're gonna try to go really big picture ready set go oh wow uh, <laughs> that's uh that's a great question um well, I would hope to convey that we are all complex, beautiful, flawed, amazing creatures, every one of us, no matter 
how you choose to express yourself in any aspect of life. As long as you are true to your values and my favorite saying is uh, be who you are as long as it does not harm yourself or others and go forth into the world with the pay it forward mindset and to be the change you want to be or see. If you want more kindness in the world, then you should spread more kindness than you may possibly receive. If you want more confidence in the world, you should display more confidence than you may, may receive from others. And ask for help. Asking for help is huge. And it does not make you lesser than, it actually makes you a stronger person to know when to lean on someone or when to ask for that support. I think that's all I have. <laughs> that was great. I love, I love this question because it, it brings out answers like that. That was really good. I love that. Oh, thank you. Um, so Kayla, I want to give you a chance to uh, tell people how to get in contact with you, your website, social media, any programs you have coming up. Yeah, um, I do a lot of personal training, um, so I don't really have programs, but uh, I, I am on Trainerize at Muscle Connect Fitness. I have a YouTube channel, uh, Coach Kayla at Muscle Connect Fitness, or my Instagram, Muscle Connect Fitness. It's all under Muscle Connect Fitness. Um, they can contact me in any one of those platforms. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to meeting my next client, my next great person. Nice. Awesome. Well, Kayla Vangel, thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining me today on the Health in the Real World podcast. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Thank you, Chris. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to balance.com to learn more.